Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer, today. Thank you for joining me for another episode here with me. And as we sit on the couch, the imaginary couch that is, and just discuss, you know, what is going on with, you know, um, the world. What is going on with our lives. What's going on in the world of Joseph Meyer. And um, definitely I want to hear all of you out there, you know, and see how everyone's doing. And uh, hopefully everyone's doing well. All right, so let's get started here. And let's play a song that um, just kind of sets the theme. And something I think is fun and a group that maybe you don't expect. But I uh, I do love hair bands and rock and roll and guitars and everything like that. So let me play this song. I think you'll like it. Anyone you don't know, if you guys don't know what that who that sings at, it's by Cinderella, right? And it's called Somebody Save Me, right? Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I have another song I'll play later that it's just a completely different take, but it's a good song, it's a, it's a fun song. Um, hopefully everyone's doing well out there. I know... That I have not spoken to you guys in, I, let me see, when was the last time I spoke with you guys? Um, March 21st, right? So wow, it's been a few weeks. <sighs> last time I spoke, I think I was just um, saying happy birthday to my wife. I'll omit the age, because <laughs> most women would not like that. But 
Today I, I celebrate another birthday, which was my sister's birthday. Younger sister, that is. So, um, just wishing her a great birthday. And um, spent some time together today. And it was a little, just some somber afternoon. And that's a good thing. We just kind of relaxed. I, we ordered out um, to Olive Garden, you know. Which, who doesn't love Olive Garden, you know? Well, I know. I know. Many of you will say, well, that's not real Italian food. You know, it's not really. And I know, it's the Americanized <laughs> Italian, right? Um, I love Buco de Pepo. That's my favorite Italian restaurant, which some of you may say, well, that's not real Italian either. All right. Well, there's not too many real Italian restaurants where I live, okay? So I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, just, I guess I just need to better go to Italy instead, right? I mean, that's real Italian food out there, right? Of course. Um, but anyways, uh, what, what can we talk about today, folks? I mean, it's just, um, it's just one of those situations that, you know, it's been stressful, right? It, it has been. Um, and I'll tell you why, you know. So, you know, work's been stressful lately. You know, for many of you who uh, deal with clients, you probably feel my pain, okay? So most, many do, but everyone has a very different take on how you deal with clients, right? Most of my career, a good portion of it, I should say, has worked in financial services, worked in credit unions, I've worked... In, I work in software now that works with credit unions and financial institutions. So I, I work with them. And, um, and so it's important to know that, you know, I understand what it means to work with those kind of clients. And they are not the easiest people to work with sometimes. Um, they don't take no. You know, and when you think about software, right, for instance... You think about software that it has a capability to do certain things, right? Like it can do this and that, but it can't do this and that, right? Well, that word, just like any other software, we have to integrate our software with that financial institution. And there are certain things that we can do with it. And there's certain things we can't do. And certain clients get upset about that, obviously, right? So it's important that we, I have to be start being a little bit more firm with my clients um, simply because they don't listen and they want things their way. And if they don't get things their way, they're going to, they just throw a hissy fit and a little tantrum, right? And I buckle under those situations. I really do. It, I, I can't stand those situations and, you know. And it, it, you know, it's something that I should be used to by now. Um, but it, it, I never get used to it, right? I should by now. I've been doing it for so many years. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. But, um, but it's just something where, you know, I do, I do know how to do my job. I am competent. I do know how to make it work. I do know how to work with software. I do know how to take certain steps to resolve an issue, right? The problem is sometimes it's the people side of my job. And although I'm a very people person 
as many of you out there can see. It's not easy with a, a client getting upset and, and letting down and gently trying to let down their expectations of what a product is supposed to do. Because sometimes we use a software or we use a piece of equipment, um, we have expectations of what we want it to do and what it can do, right? And sometimes that's not always explained. And sometimes I have to be the one to explain that, which is part of my job. But it's also up to the people they spoke to beforehand, like sales and those individuals who, who puffed up our, our software, who said it could do this and, and in reality it can't, right? So that's what I have to deal with at times. Sorry, I'm tired today. You know, so I've been, you know, working hard, losing weight, trying to anyways. <laughs> um, trying to maintain my weight loss goals, which I have. Um, I think since we last spoke, I'm trying to think of how many pounds I lost. I think I lost like eight pounds probably six or eight pounds since then. So I'm slowly, steadily losing my pounds. And I feel the difference in my body. I, f I feel the way my clothes fit, how I look. You know, my face is thinner. Not my hair, thank goodness. <laughs> but my face, right? And um, I feel myself getting stronger. And keeping to a diet that works for me that allows me to to eat like any other person because that's important but also allows me to um you know keep my calorie intake low okay so this may seem like a little boring conversation but um you know for many of us probably have the idea well if you want to lose weight obviously you have to exercise right that's part of it it's also part about eating right it's also a part of combination of what you eat, right? So I try to eat a consistent diet of, you know, carbs, you know, fats, vegetables, um, fruits, protein, you know, um, carbohydrates. I probably said that. Um, and try to keep my calorie intake under a certain amount, right? So, and also how much fat I'm eating. So I've, you know, on the weekends, not that I pick out or anything, but I, I, I give myself a little bit of a break. You know, maybe I go get a, a, a hamburger or something. Um, that's about it. But I still keep my calorie intake under the, the, the amount. So which is, I'm trying to keep it around between 1,000 to 1,200 calories per day. Right? So that based on with my exercise, which I exercise about six days a week, my uh, my rest day is on a Tuesday, so I rest on Tuesday, and then I, I just go do my running. I run for about 45 minutes to an hour, and I try to just exert myself, you know, really push myself running and running and getting the heart rate up, and that's what really does it for me, you know, what most people don't understand, okay, and I try to tell my wife this, okay, you know, when you're doing running, for instance, and cardio, you... If you walk, I mean, that's okay, but you're not really exerting yourself as much as you can. So when you're exerting yourself, you're pushing your body. You're running 
And I know running is not fun, people. It's not. I don't have fun running sometimes because sometimes you feel tired. Sometimes your knees ache, your calves, your, you know, whatever. And that's natural because I'm hitting hard pavement every day. I'm not on a track or on grass or anything like that. So I'm hitting hard pavement. So it takes some pressure on my knees. Um, and, you know, not that I'm old, but I don't know if I'll be able to run, you know, to my 60s. I hope I can you know, one day. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, if I take care of my knees, take care of my joints and, and you know, and that and just maintain my weight and um, I can do it. Right. Many people have that problem. You know, um, you know, I, I observe people. I love observing people at the park. Right. And you see all kinds of body shapes. You see very thin. You see bigger people. You see in the middle, short, fat, whatever, right? And you kind of think of yourself, you know, it's all a personal journey for all of us to take care of our health, right? So many times, you know, we all do our own exercise based on what we feel is right for us, right? So many people walk. Hey, I'm going to go for a walk. I think that's the best way to get my exercise. And maybe, you know, you look at some of these people, and, and I'm not saying this to criticize them or put them down. I'm just saying it's an observation where some of these people look, you know, obese, big, right? And you're like, you think to yourself, or at least I do, you know, why don't these people just exert themselves a little more. Why don't they do a little bit more running and push themselves, right? Now, maybe that's not fair because you, you, some of you out there may say, well, Joseph, that's not fair because how do you know they can run? Maybe they can't. Maybe they have hurt knees or maybe they have injuries or uh, maybe it's just, they, you know, whatever, you know, and I know there's a lot of excuses out there, right? I'm young enough to be able to do that and I'm thankful for that. Some people I, I get, they have injuries. Their knees ache. It hurts. They're, they have too much weight that they're carrying around. And it's it hurts to run. At first, that's what it feels like sometimes, right? You know, you got you to gotta get good shoes. You got to get comfortable. You got to start at a good pace um, and build up to that. It's, I'm not saying that you start just running and run, 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 run with your heart's content. No, you build up to that over time, right? You build up your cardio, but you got to push yourself exert yourself a little bit more and slowly but surely you start feeling better you start the weight starts melting away slowly and this is my what i observe and eventually you start running more and more it gets easier and easier just like anything else eventually you start losing more weight more weight and you start seeing the benefits of losing weight while running now your heart rate must go up you, you got to feel like, I'm not saying your heart has to explode out of your chest or make it feel like that. But you got you to gotta feel like you're really like pushing yourself, okay? Now, everyone's going to have a certain degree of how far they push themselves, right? I have my own degree. You have your own degree. Um, it's just going to be very personal, you know, for each of us, right? You got to put some good music on. You got to have, you know, you, you got to make sure that you really... Be in a place that you feel like you're comfortable running. So where I run, I run at my local park. 
and if going back and forth, I run about three miles. Okay. Um, that's how I exert myself. That's how I push myself. Right. And, um, that's good. That's good enough for me. And I usually go within half 45 minutes to an hour. I do some, you know, part of that a little bit of time is stretching and doing you know, some exercises, jumping jacks, push-ups, um, doing some steps, um, you know, do some, um, just some body weight exercises, you know, um, so different things. It takes me about maybe 15 minutes to do those just to get a little bit more stretched out and warmed up. And then I go running again, right? And then I always drink my shake on those days that I run. So I drink my protein shake on those days that I run. On my day that I don't run, I don't drink my protein on that day. I, I've been eating salads for my lunch. And really with, my, with that, I've been eating my salad. It has um, cherry tomatoes. I put cucumbers. I put some um, croutons. You know, I put some shredded chicken in there. Um, what else do I put in there? I put um, some feta cheese. Um, and I think that's about it. I think that's all I put in there. Um, and that's good. That fills me up. That makes me feel full. It also cleans me out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but um, And then for lunch, uh, excuse me, for dinner, I eat a balanced lunch. I eat some protein. And then for breakfast, I always tend to eat oatmeal. Um, because it helps me with fiber in my diet and helps me feel fuller longer. And then I drink my water, okay, throughout the day, right? So I drink about 100 ounces of water. So that keeps me going. And then that makes me not want to overeat. I'm, I've mostly cut out all the snacks, sweets, things of that nature. Now I'll probably pick up a, a bite-sized candy bar sometimes because I'm craving chocolate or something. But that's about it. I don't eat two, three, four, five, six, seven. I used to, you know, just love cookies. And I still do, don't get me wrong. Cookies and milk. Chocolate chip, chips ahoy. I love those things. Those things are great. And um, dunk them in milk. And I know that's kind of childish. Like, oh, you're just like, you. what are you, a five-year-old? Well, who cares, right? I love them. And I used to eat those and sometimes I overeat with those. And so I had to stop. And that's kind of where, you know, my weight gain, and we've talked about this, went up and down because, you know, I would eat out too much and then I would eat cookies and I would eat a lot of desserts and then I wouldn't exercise as much. And then, you know, that's how I, where I got to where I am today, right? Where I'm getting better. But, um, but again, that's my journey right now, right? That's where I'm at. So I hope to to reach my weight loss goals by July. You know, um, I want to be, you know, at a weight where I feel like I'm I, I've never reached before, which is a great it's a it's a good goal for me um, because I've always been a little bit on the heavier side, you know, um, and I want to be I want to get rid of my stomach stomach. I want to just feel good I want to be able to be a size that I've never been before and maybe that's kind of vain um, but I just want to look different in a good way you know healthier right 
And I think it's better for myself, it's better for my family, it's better for my daughter to view those things um, because she sees me, you know, and, and I'm trying to be an example to her, right? And, um, and to my wife as well, you know. So um, definitely working hard. It just takes time, patience, it takes enough sleep as well, which I really don't get enough sleep on, you know. Sometimes I, I sleep six and a half hours. I should be sleeping more like eight but um, I have to pick my wife up from work pretty late sometimes, like around midnight and come home. By the time I get to rest, 12.30, have to get up, get my daughter to you know, school in the morning, get her up, because now she is um, attending school again in a physical school. And uh, she just started that last week. Mondays are asynchronous days where she's home and she's doing work that the teacher provided. Then Tuesdays through Fridays, she's... Um, in school from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., right? She comes home, does another hour of asynchronous work, and that's our week with her education, right? I'm My week never changes, really, which is a good thing. I, um, you know, log on to my work computer around 6.30 now, earlier, check my emails, um, log off around 4.30, and... Um, have meetings throughout the day some more some meetings more than others but I'm pretty much busy and then at night evening I have my classes from Monday through Thursday I teach from 6 to 8 right and so that keeps me busy right so again it's a busy lifestyle yeah um and at the end of the week, I'm exhausted, right? I really am. Um, I do put in time to writing. I try to put in time for my blogs. I try to put in time for you guys. Um, I really try to make an effort for that because some of you out there do listen to my pods. And um, hopefully I don't bore you. Some of it's like normal day-to-day stuff. Some of it's like politics. It just depends what the what I'm what mood I'm in to talk about things because sometimes I'm not really in a mood to talk about politics right sometimes I'm not in a mood to talk about certain things that that are affecting us in the world because it's 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 being talked about to death right it really is it's being talked to to death and so maybe I'll bring that up in a moment but I just wanted to you know let you know you know how everything's going in my life right now right you know, there are days where I do feel really tired. There are days um, when I have those moments of, like, I feel kind of down and depressed. Like, I'm not fulfilling um, what I'm supposed to do on a daily basis. Right? Sometimes we feel we let ourselves down. Sometimes we're not, we feel like we're not living up to our full potential. Sometimes I feel like that. Because I try not to compare myself to others. We all have our own life journey. But it can't help to see that others who are yacht longer than me, maybe in their 20s even, who are far more successful than me, they went to far better schools. They, are, they have better in life than I could ever imagine. And it's hard not to compare myself to those people. Because it's not that I'm not thankful or grateful for where I'm at in this life. I am. And I think most of us should all be grateful 
to even be alive, right? We do have a choice and we do have the ability to change the directory of our life if we choose to. But if we choose to stay in a certain way of life, then we can't really complain. And I know it's not easy. I know it's not. And I know it's tough to get up in the morning and say, hey, you know what? I want to do something better for my life. And I'm going to go do this or I want to be this. Right? It's not easy. It's not easy to say, I want to go to school. You know? You know? And, or I want to get an education. Or I want to... Um, I want to be this in life, right? So, it's not. It takes time. It takes money. It takes... And I tell my students this every day. It takes perseverance. It takes diligence. It takes dedication. It takes really making an effort, right? Which not a lot of people do, right? You know? And... But we all have that ability, you know? We don't have to be stuck. We don't have to be stuck. If you want to go out there and be a nurse, well, you go to school and be a nurse. If you want to go be an architect, you go to school and be an architect. If you want to be an engineer, a lawyer, a doctor, you go and do it. Now, you know, sometimes it may feel unrealistic to say that because you may be like, well, Joseph, I'm you know, pushing 50 or I'm old, you know, I can't go be a doctor now. I'm way old. I'll, I'll never make it. Who says you won't? Who says? How long does it take to be a doctor? Well, obviously it's a lifetime career that you're looking to. But to really be a doctor, like get your degrees, get your training, I would say what, 10 years? You may, <laughs> I'll be 60 by the time I'm there. Well, you'll be 60, but you'll be a doctor. You'll be, a, you'll be 60, but you'll be a doctor. Right? There should be no age limit to education, right? To where you want to go. But, it, but society, society puts limits on us. Oh, you're too old. We don't want you. We, we have somebody here that just graduated, you know, and they're 22, and we, we want them. You know, forget the life experience, right? We don't want that, right? But... That is important, right? That is important. Um, so, do it. Reach for dreams, right? Reach for your dreams, right? I am an advocate for education, and I always have been. The problem with me is that. I didn't, I don't feel I got the best education I sh I, I, in my life. I could have gone somewhere better. Now, again, I'm not comparing myself to other people, but in a way I am. There are people out there who I feel are not very intelligent who went to great schools, right? And I, I could have done that. I could have went to a better school. And, and you're right, well, why didn't you? Well, again... A lot of that had to do with my upbringing. A lot of that had to do with, 
you know, where I was in my life. A lot of that had to do with my, uh, my family, right? And I'm not trying to make excuses, but many of you would probably think I'm making excuses. But part of that is it's right. You know, part of that is, you know, growing up and, and people in my life not really guiding me the way I wanted to, not guiding me the way they um, feel I think it's important to guide somebody, right? You know, again, I love my mom. She meant well. But that part of her guidance was not really there, you know. She went to Los Angeles, East Los Angeles Community College, right? Which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that because, oh, that's a bad school. It's actually a very good school. Um, it's just in East LA, <laughs> which is not a great place, you know. Um, but that's where she met my my dad, right? Um, she did make an effort. She did go to school. She did apply herself. She was an intelligent woman. But when it came to us, my sister, she wasn't really there as much as I thought. She did support us. But she didn't really guide us in like, well, maybe you should take your life in this direction or go in this way or how would you like to do this or this? It wasn't ever like that with conversations, right? So when I got to 18, I thought I knew what I wanted to do, but it really wasn't what I wanted to do. Or it was harder than I thought it would be and I ended up giving up. And it started a a, a pattern, a poor pattern of quitting things in life sometimes. When I should have just stuck it out. But I needed support. And I didn't get that support. You know, I went to, um, right out of high school, I went to Cal State Maritime Academy in Vallejo, California. And if you know what Vallejo's like in California, excuse my language, but it's a real shithole. Sorry. Um, it's not the best place. It's, it's, kind of, it's dangerous. It's not the best looking place. Um, and... I love the school. I learned interesting things there. I learned to work on a ship. They have their own ship there, the Golden Bear. I think that's what it's called. And I lived in the dorms. Had a roommate, Scott Pistoresi. That's what his name, I think, yeah. Um, I also had a, a, you know, another classmate. He was a little older than me, but his name was, I think, Judah. Yeah, Judah, I think. I'm trying to remember. Think back. It was a long time ago. It was over 20 years ago, folks. So, um, and we had classes, and it was a good experience until, you know, I was on a scholarship. Not a full scholarship. I was on a room board scholarship, but still, it helped. Um, But I wasn't doing too well academically. Math is not my friend, folks. And it's a hard thing for me. I don't know. Just math is not my forte. And I was doing very poorly and it discouraged me. And I said, you know what, forget this, I'm dropping out. Because I didn't want to, I was going to lose, you know, end up losing my scholarship because I, uh, my GPA I felt was going, was going to be way too low, you know. I was bombing my tests, my quizzes for a college algebra. And although I just graduated from high school with algebra, It was not the same. And I don't know if in high school, which I believe they do, 
in high school, they necessarily don't want to fail you in high school. They want you to move on, right? They don't want you to have to retake a grade. And many times, instructors will just um, pass you barely, you know, even with a C or a D, if it means you moving on, right? And it's not a fair system, but it's a better system than saying, you know what? Um, oh, I failed algebra, but now I can't graduate. So now I have to go retake algebra. I have to go to night school or whatever. I think most high schools don't want that because it kind of messes with their graduation rates, which can get tied to their funding. And they want to have the highest graduation rates they potentially can have. Now, there's some students that you just can't help, right? They're going to fail and they're going to have to retake it. I wasn't one of those students. I wasn't a failure in a sense, right? I, I just was not very good at math. Other courses I was, you know. Let me tell you a little bit about high school, right? High school, um, high school was, uh, it was a combination of a good time and a bad time, right? Good time because I, I had friends, or at least I think I did. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I loved going into the classroom. I loved being in school. I loved learning. I always loved learning, right? I, 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 I wasn't the smartest kid in class. I didn't get straight A's. I was more of a BC student. Never failed a class, never got a D, but I was mostly like a B or C. Got some A's there and there. Um, there was one semester or one year, semester or semester or year in my junior year where I got straight A's. Straight A's, people. Yes, I remember that. And um, going into high school, I had some incredible teachers. I went to um, Santa Fe High School in Santa Fe Springs, California. And so we were the chieftains, right? Class of 98. And um, high school was one of those times where I wish I had just opened my eyes a little bit more, right? I wish I had just focused a little bit more. And one of those times where I mean that it was a good time was, you know, I was very involved in clubs, um, Right in high school, um, and I forget it was, I became part of what was called the Business Academy, right? The Business Academy, still within the high school, it was a separate program that focused a little bit more on business curriculum, whether it's computers or, you know, it was never anything like programming, computers, you know, businesses, you know, things of that nature, but it's still all the normal academics, math, science, all that, right? It's just a, a little bit of a difference. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. And I think my junior, senior year, um, I created or chartered the Business Academy Club, right? Which was basically what it was. It was just a club. And it, I know it sounds kind of geeky, but I was... Um, Basically what it did is I, um, we went on trips and um, we had parties and 
um, we just it was just a, a club where you know all of us in the business academy could kind of join in and do things together right and it was two of my teachers I remember in the business academy was uh, Michelle Burgess and Alicia Gabordi and I think Gabordi is still there but Burgess is not and also David Miller and he was um, a very he's he is a very kind gentleman I haven't spoke to him in ages probably years and years um, and he was the one you know who who supported me oh one of the teachers oh and um, Donna McCullough McCullen I think that was her name she was a big support to me as well you know so I had other teachers obviously Um, four years goes so fast folks right it's like a blink of an eye it really is but some of the worst moments were probably when I attempted to join sports and I was never really, and even in life, even today, never really a good sports person, <laughs> okay? Um, I attempted to try sports early in life, you know? My mom, you know, tried to get us involved, you know? I, w- I played soccer, wasn't very good at it. Tried to play baseball, was terrible at it. Um, I did love Kung Fu, because my mom signed, us, signed me up for Kung Fu, and I loved it. I loved it, but... Kung Fu, Karate, martial arts in general, they can get expensive. And my mom was a single mom on a fixed budget. And the Kung Fu lessons were actually through the city of Bell Gardens. Um, And it uh, it was one of the most memorable times, you know, that I can remember, right? Um, And so... I remember, you know, going to classes and and going to, you know, going to my lessons and putting on my uniform and um, white uniform, getting my white belt and performing on a big stage at one time, you know, and I loved it, you know, I never forgot that. And even to this day, I still, still want to um, take part in martial arts. I think I'll be ready for that once I lose my weight. And although martial arts is a good form of cardio and exercise, I think I'd prefer to lose my weight first and then maybe take a course there. It would be important to me. And... um, I think I, I, I want to learn that. I want to learn that so I can defend myself. Because in high school, I was bullied. I was. But like I was stating, um, that part of my life with sports, I loved, I did cross country. I love cross country, which is running. Um, I did track and field. But obviously, I was very slow. <laughs> okay. So I did like the two mile and a mile. Right. I remember, I, was it the two mile or the mile? I forget. I think it was both. Very tiring, right? And I was very, I'm very, I was very slow, right? Some guys just like, they just went round and round and round. 
pass me in circles, right? Eventually, I was introduced, uh, you know, to do other things in within the sports department, which I was, I was what you call a water boy. They call this managers, right? So during the games, I would work with um, the baseball team. I worked with senior baseball, um, and then I worked with senior, or what is it? Oh, I'm sorry, varsity. Excuse me, the <laughs> varsity baseball and varsity football. Right, and then I would go on their games. They would take me, and we would go, you know, go to you know whatever their events or go to their different games and all that. And um, it was fun. It was fun. You know, it wasn't. Um, it it was just a very memorable time. But there was one coach there and locker room attendant that I grew to hate. Because they they were horrible people. One of them, well, the main person, his name was Roddy Rodriguez, right? A real bully. He was a, excuse my language, he was just a fat piece of shit, you know. He was probably, you know, 300 pounds, you know. Just sat in the locker room. I don't know what the hell he did there. Uh, you know, you know, he'd make fun of me, right? And um, he bullied me. Right, and I was at a very unique time in my life because um, I was going through my own problems at home. I, I got a bully at home with my grandfather, and then I got to have to come to school and be bullied there, you know. And one time, I was really upset, and I had to talk to the coach. Right, his, his name was Jack Malstead. Right, and he died, I think, a few years ago. God rest his soul. Not that I wish anything about on the poor guy, but you know. But hey, he was a piece of shit in my eyes. All right, he really was. Um, but when I went to him, he was like, "Well, I don't want to hear that you, you know, I don't want to hear that you have you know, it's about low self-esteem or something like some crap like that, right?" So he wasn't even listening to me, right? You know, he wasn't. So I, you know, I didn't, and I said some things <laughs> that today I'll say it like this. If they were said today, um, I probably would either be in jail, be arrested because they they were because although I made I made some threats to the to the locker room attendant Roddy, right, and um, obviously I was just frustrated. I was tired of being bullied. I would, I would never act on them, but some people do. And that's why it takes it so seriously today because you see people who are bullied, who go shoot up a school, go shoot up places, go kill people because they were bullied, right? I, I don't condone that, all right? Especially when you leave high school and you're done with high school and the bullying it basically stops, right? It basically stops. And... um why do those things? Why? I, I would never understand, right? Why you do those things? So, just like that piece of shit who got killed all those people, in, you know, excuse my language today, but in, in Colorado, right? Because he said he was bullied, you know? I'm sure people that said things to him, right? You know, I think he was Muslim, 
And, you know, obviously people can be pretty cruel, right? And, you know, especially in, in today's world, right? And, um, and, but again, there's no excuse to be doing those things, right? Most definitely not. I really turned all that kind of um, bullying into self-hate for myself over time. I think that's the best way to explain it. I just hated myself. I felt I wasn't good enough along with um, my grandfather telling me I wasn't good enough for many years, right? And I hated the bastard. You know, people say, well, let go, Joseph, he's dead now. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Okay. And, um, and I should let go. But the damage is done, right? The damage is done. <sighs> Take a deep breath here. All right. Let's, um, let's play that next song that I promised you guys. So just to segue here. And this kind of is a funner, it's a fun song, but I think you guys will all recognize it. So let's start it up. Okay, what song is that? You got to know the first start, right? Come on now. I'm going to, a little trivia here. What song is this? Can you name that tune? Okay, I'll stop playing with you guys. Here it is.
What a great song, right? Footloose by Kenny Loggins. Such a great song. So when you when you just think about, you know, what's the soundtrack to what you listen to when you work out, you want to feel good, this is one of those songs, right? You just feel like kicking up your heels, right? And dancing away, right? I know I feel like that. <laughs> Definitely. And um, this song, even the movie, which is classic, right? You know, um, it's timeless. I didn't really care for the newer version. Sorry. You know, I know you that, you know, they had to create one for the newer version, the newer generation, excuse me. But this one completely is perfectly fine as well, right? It's just, I guess they felt like, well, we need people that kids know today, right? Nobody knows Kevin Bacon or the stars from the original Footloose anymore, right? You know, um, you just kind of see a lot of those actors today, right? They're a lot younger back then and just, you know, and that movie was what, made 30 years ago? When was Footloose made, right? And let, me, let me just do a little myself here, Footloose. Nineteen eighty four. Yep. Nineteen eighty four. I was four years old. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and um you look at some of these stars today, right? Let's take a look here. How old are some of these people? Kevin Bacon. 62, Lori Singer, some of these actresses, you know, look, I mean, I know they're older now, but not the same people, 63, gosh, what do we look like when we're going to be in those ages, I know some of you listening are like, well, I am in that age, <laughs> so, um, Diane Wiest, she's 73, wow. Oh, John Lithgow. Let's see. John Lithgow. 75. All right. So you think about... Let's see here. 2021. The was 37 years old. 37 years old, folks. So John Lithgow was like 38 years old, right? 38 years old, wow. That's incredible. And let's see, like Kevin Bacon was only like 25 back then. Wow, incredible. Incredible. You think of your youth at that time, right? Incredible. Man, I just can't stop saying that because it's just, you think about it, right? And then you look at the younger gen, the younger um, cast. You know, a lot of these artists. You know, I people I, you kind of know. Well, there's oh, and Chris Penn, which he died. Um, Dennis Quaid in the newer versions. Andy McDowell, right? And she looks fantastic. And um, who else? Oh, Julianne, who? I'm not trying to pronounce her name, but, um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, again, 
memory lane, right, folks? Where were you in 1984? Some of you maybe weren't even born yet, right? <laughs> oh, geez. But, um, yeah, some of these, you think of these people and they're like, oh, man, we're all going to get there. That's if we live that long, right? So, uh, some of us don't even get to live that long. I hope I do, you know, but depends what kind of life you live, right? Some elderly, older people, you get to that certain age and you're like, life is hell for them. And you just want to die, right? You're like, why am I going to live this long, right? But anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, one thing I left out today, which I, I'm not going to talk about today, folks, but politics, right? I'm going to leave that out today, right? Let's Let's just leave that for another day. Right. Um, let's just, you know, um, say we had a great conversation today. Let's, you know, finish up this conversation. Say, you know what? I'm, you know, I wish everyone is doing well. Um, hopefully everyone's having a nice weekend. Um, one thing I do like to do and you please, I hope you don't turn off yet, but um, read a little bit of um Devotional real quick here, all right, for today that I read, and I'll just read it, all right, A True Friend, and this is, I'm reading from, it's called Strength for Today by David Jeremiah, it's a, it's kind of a book of devotionals, and um, it's for April 11th today, A True Friend, it's labeled, A Friend Loves at All Times, and a Brother is Born for ad- Adversary, Adversity, excuse me, Proverbs seventeen seventeen. And it reads, When Job lost everything, Job 1-2, his three friends came to commiserate with him. Their intent was to be loving, to mourn with him, and to comfort him. Job 2-11, they wept, mourned, and sat in silence with Job for seven days, seemingly loving him as they could. Mm. But then, after a week, they couldn't help themselves. They had to explain to Job that his suffering was his fault, that he was being punished by God. They had no proof beyond their judgment and opinions. Their support beyond uh, support turned to legalism and discouragement, exactly what Job, in the midst of his great suffering, didn't need. If a friends have stuck with their original efforts, things would have been better, consoled consolation, love, and shared sorrow. No words of advice, just the acts that demonstrated. We know you are hurting. We don't know the answers. We are here to go through this with you. That's what friends are for. Love in times of adversity. If you know someone who is suffering, reach out to them. Sit with them, pray with them, write to them, take a meal to them, babysit their kids. A friend loves at all times. And so true, right? So true that that's what friends are supposed to be. Now, although I have my best friend, my wife, right? And I love her dearly, right? I've never really had true friends. Other than my wife, of course. And and you may say, well, what does that matter, Joseph? It's like you have your wife. That should be the only friend you need. And you're right. That is all the friend I need. But, you know, I don't have any male friends. I don't have any men my age 
to converse with, to talk about things, to, you know, go out with and and spend time with and do guy things, you know. I don't... Most of my relationships with guys have just, you know, they were there at one point and then they just kind of disappeared. Disappeared over time. And um, it's pretty sad, you know, that it's like that. And, And I talked to my wife about it and I asked her, I don't know what it is. I guess men in general, don't like me in that, you know, as a friend. And it, it hurts a little bit at times to think about that. But I've I've learned to adapt. And I have to understand, not everybody has friends. So, some of you out there may say, of course, everybody has friends. Everybody. Every one person. Not everybody has friends. You know, I refuse to believe that every single person on this earth, male, my age, has a friend. And and I, and I don't go looking for people out there. I don't go searching for friendships. You know, if God wants to put somebody in my life, He will. You know, He will. And um, and that's okay. Maybe there's parts of my life that I could have been better at if I had. A better male role model and maybe that's one of the reasons I don't have males in my life because I had such crappy male role models my grandfather for one what's the point right I don't know I wish I knew I wish I had the answers to that only God knows right and um, while others have good friends they have groups of friends they have friends they go out with and talk to every day and chat with and text with and and they stick together when they're going through hard times. And, you know, they, you know, for many, some of them, they cry together. And they get through, they get through each other with the tough times. I have my wife and daughter, and that's enough for me. But there's a part of me sometimes that misses those connections with people my age, men my age, you know, especially. And I don't have it. But what can I do, right? (laughs) What can I do about that? Um, Just live my life, work, teach, do everything I can, right? Um, Take a deep breath and think about that. For those of you out there who have friends, who have people you can call on and be there for you, you're, you're surely blessed, right? You surely are, and I mean that. Hmm. This is kind of one of those conversations I do not want to end with. <laughs> so um, we can definitely talk about this on another chat next time. But um, wishing everyone out there a blessed week. Sometimes our weeks are tough. Sometimes we can't wait for Friday to come. And the weekends just go so fast, like a blink of an eye, right? But that's life. Tomorrow you start a new day, new challenges, new problems, new headaches. And then you get through the week again and you have new ones and new ones and new ones. And that's and before you know it, we have a lifetime of problems that we're dealing with, right? 
and issues that we're working through. But that's life. Enjoy it. Don't let those moments of hardships, of headaches, of especially dealing with people, with clients, get in the way of living your happy life. Right? Don't let others control your happiness or, or hold your happiness hostage. Right? That's not the way to live. Thank you, everybody, for being here with me. I'm going to end with this song because that's what we started with. everybody thank you for joining me on another episode of just talk with joe meyer say bless this week have a great week and until next time everybody be safe wear a mask be kind to one another and just kick ass in your jobs in your life and you can do it i guarantee it just do it Take care, everyone.